And we are live. Welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on a Pod. We are your host, Tufi Ann. Omi, welcome back, everybody. What's going on, T? Yeah, nothing much. Same yeah, old, you same look old. Like you're really in a rush today. I am, man. I am. I got to get to work straight after yeah, this. No, so just know the effort we, we go through. <laughs> what guys. a responsible man. <laughs> to be honest, if you came on time, we would have had a lot more time. We don't talk about but that. But that's man. one of your traits, isn't it? That is, it is. Yeah, it is. And you know what? It's my love language. <laughs> it's my love. <laughs> um, guys, we have a very guys and girls, we have a special episode. We say usually, that about every episode. Yeah, I know, but this time it's special because Omi chose the topics. It's usually special. it's back and forth discussion and yeah, we, yeah, we eliminate a lot of possibilities. It eliminates time, all my possibilities <laughs> and we end up doing whatever. What, whatever is. we both agree. Ah, uh, okay. Is that what this is? But this time I gave the reins to Because he didn't have time to think about anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, Omi, you know what, man? Whatever you pick, I'm with you. So Mm -hmm. right now, I don't even know what we're talking about. Neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look, you know, there were so many things. Obviously, we try to get some inspiration for what's happening around us. And there's so many different things that are actually happening around us right now. Like OnlyFans is removing all sexually explicit content from their uh, servers. Well, there goes our dedicated episode about OnlyFans. Yeah, finished now. We'll do an update. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you mean? They're not posting? Sorry, TikTok. The TikTok or OnlyFans? One of the two was no, getting OnlyFans is is just sexually Yeah, I think it's OnlyFans, but yeah, it's only fans. story. No, TikTok TikTok doesn't have anything sexual. Apparently it does. I don't have TikTok so I can't say anything. Oh yeah. OnlyFans to block sexually explicit videos starting in October. So there goes Well there goes all the clientele. Yeah, there goes ninety percent of their database. Um, I don't know how they're plan oh I don't know why they're doing it now. So what are they gonna they're gonna lock photos that aren't explicit? What's the point of that? I, I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I really want to know how they're going to go through with that. But uh, I also want to know if another platform will comes take up. over. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, right is... now, if I made an app. Do you know how to make an app? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone out here know how to make an app? If they do, please contact <laughs> us. We have a business proposal <laughs> Big for money, you. Yeah. OnlyFans 2.0. You'll actually be celebrity <laughs> after that one. <laughs> no, but you know, like looking at that one, um, and obviously so many people are posting about it. And I came across something interesting. I was taking a look at um, about sexual health. And this actually relates down to a topic that we had in our inbox recently as well. Um, that Tufi address being the all all knowing. <laughs> all I was summoned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have been finally summoned. Now we got we got a nice message from someone, um, someone who just started listening to our show. Uh, they were thanking us for the great content because it's so relatable, and then. You know, they asked for some some advice, but from Tufi only. Yeah, only. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, so when I fair. saw that, you best believe there was a smile on my face. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Nah, but that happened a while back now, but obviously we haven't had time to... We were thinking about doing it as an episode, but we didn't have time to really make one. But I think today would be a perfect day. Like, um, Especially this person, they're, they're young and they're, they're married. They've been married for a little while. Um, What's the topic? That's the topic we're moving into. Okay, 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 cool. Give me time. I've got to build right, it up, Warm man. it up, warm it up, yeah. warm it up. So they were moving into, we are having a whole discussion about, you know, marriage at a young age. And, you know, uh, Tufi actually brought up the topic of marital problems and especially more on, this, on the sexual side of things. And you know what? That was actually something that we have an issue with currently um, at a, like doing a research, one of the topics that I'm doing at university of research is sexual education and sexual health and hygiene uh, amongst people from our, our cultural backgrounds in the world. Mm. And it's actually a massive problem area that there is a lot of research uh, going into because now they're highlighting that 
people from our culture, uh, from outside, are really behind when it comes to this this um, this approach. So yeah, I think it'd be and it great. Comes, and it comes from the conservative uh, side, from from the cultural backgrounds, from the different cultural backgrounds, the religious uh, concepts as well. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people say it stems from religion. But it stems more from their culture. Uh, it's, it's. I, I, I would definitely agree that it's more culture yeah. than it is religion. And it and brought me back to an interesting. Sorry to cut you off. No, there, no, so. no, no, no. It ahead. brought me back to an interesting. You're doing so well. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> you. It brought me back to an interesting. Um, how can I say an interesting moment that I had? This is going back probably seven, eight years. There used to be religious. Wait, you talk. had a seven. You had an interesting moment seven to eight years ago. But like, it, and it, you just it, remembered it. No, as in like, it keeps. <laughs> it's something that I get reminding of when this happens. So. I remember there was um, me and my brother, my older brother, and a few of his mates used to go to religious um, religious talks on Friday nights, and they actually had this like world-renowned you know religious figure come down to give a speech, and he was famous for memorizing the whole um, religious scriptures, mm-hmm. and you know he was giving a speech, um, and then the the guys were saying, "Oh, can we drive him to the restaurant where we were all going to have dinner afterwards?" So we're all in this car. There's me, my brother, my brother's mates, and just this like pious young man. And obviously, my brother and well, my brother's mates, I should say. Some of them were like not so pious. Some of them were so pious. And I one of them turned around and was like, "Look, now that I got you alone, I've got to ask you a serious question." <laughs> Am did I he have one hand over his shoulder? He's like, he was in the front seat, so he like did that lean back and he yeah. turned around. I was like, "Hey, can I, I got to ask you a serious question?" He's like, "I couldn't." He's like, "Obviously, I can't talk about this in public." Um, but he's like, "I want to know." He's like. What can I do with my wife? And that I could was mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> that could mean absolutely anything. I think everyone in the car understood what it meant. And mind you, this guy, this is when he was in his mid twenties. Mm. So you'd expect at this age there should be like there should be some sexual health talk happening. You know what? A valid question. A valid question. A valid question. And that was what really struck me was the um, the gentleman who came from overseas. His response was so, yeah, that is so valid what you're asking me right now. He's like, look, brother, he's like, you can do whatever you can possibly imagine. He's like, with one restriction only. Yes. And obviously that one restriction is there's a certain part that you're not meant to yeah. feel. Yeah, it's like that you leave alone, everything else to your wildest imagination. Yeah. Basically, so it's um, Simba. And everything the light touches. <laughs> Except yours. for that shadowy Except place. For that shadowy place. <laughs> But uh, I remember when he said that and everyone in the car went like, oh, for, for a second. And, you know, it's just, it was funny because it was one question that was asked that you would expect to know the answer to, but hearing it from a, a religious figure telling you, mate, that's fine. You can do whatever you're, you're, you desire. Mad. They were like, wow. Mad. It's like getting a green card for those people. Yeah. But no wonder everybody wants to get married when they're yeah. young. <laughs> but for him, that was funny enough, he got married not, not far soon after. But when you take a look at it, this does come back to the issue that we do have um, in hand, even here in Western countries, but more so, obviously, all, all apart the world. And coming from a school perspective as well, we say we talk about this and we say we want to start going into the whole field of talking about sex ed and, and, all, that, and all that stuff. But Sexual health is a whole nother field. There was um, this fun, I should say, there was this Vice um, documentary that I was looking at how this man in India was creating sanitary pads from his house to help um, encourage women to start using sanitary products as a part of their, of their, you know, their sexual health. Um, the man's wife, his own wife, left him. 
because she's like, what you're doing is like so wrong. Like you shouldn't be thinking about stuff like this and be looking into areas like this. And like this just shows you how the whole stigma culturally is around, you know, the whole sex health. And you see it when it comes to to like people from similar cultural backgrounds here in Western countries as well. When it comes to seeking medical attention in regards to, you know, our reproductive systems, we don't do it. Uh, like, you know, for, for men, obviously going to get your prostate examined and, you know, for women, their pap smears. It's something that a lot of them shy away from. Yeah. And it's they shy away from, obviously, because... So many know, questions. Like, questions, yeah. So many questions, like, you know, the cleaner afterwards. Everything. Like, Everything. What have you learned? Procedure. What nothing. What did you learn from I school? Have, school. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, I have to refer to Google like everybody else. Well, that's the thing. And then it's just forums. Like, there is no articles out or it's somebody trying to sell me something yeah and i'm like i don't know how i ended up here um no it just always ends up being either forums and and usually you you flick through whoever asked and you're like all right i can relate to this yeah for a split second you're in their lifestyle like they they give you their age they're like hey look you know i'm a guy i'm curious about this and it's just the blind leading the blind honestly (laughs) see there was um it was fun because you know how one of our episodes we talked about porn Pornographic and content like cons- consumption and how Arab countries around the world consume the most porn. Yes, there was a a study that we um, I came across a few days ago that was taking a look at how porn is actually destroying um, sex in marriage, so marital marital partners and mm-hmm. sex because it's absolutely destroying the whole perception behind what sex is meant to be, what it's meant to like, what it's meant to be for per- both partners. And it comes back down to the fact that so many, you know, of of us were ill-educated or undereducated in these areas that obviously where do we go to for all of our knowledge? The internet. And what does the internet show us? It shows us a massive facade of what we, of what sex should be. So for a lot of people, that's the idea that they get. They look at these things. And the thing is, when I say pornographic content, Unfortunately, it doesn't even mean like pornographic websites anymore. Name me one show that's, you know, out there on Netflix and that doesn't have a whole like, that isn't hypersexualized, that doesn't have this whole approach to, you know, the themes behind, you know, sexually driven themes and, and you see it everywhere now. It's, it's on everything. It is. It's everywhere, man. And even those shows like don't give you a proper representation of, of what, what it's meant to be like in the real life. So... How, how are these people, how are these kids, how is us supposed to understand what it, what the reality of it is compared mm. to what we see on online? And so how would you change that? Well, that's the thing. What do you got for us? You man? can't educate people. There was another study, funny enough, I was um, I did a bit of research. Wow, you one. actually went all out on this, man. Because this impressed. is interesting. Like, I have no idea what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> this is going to be, this is a show for me. We're doing sexual health. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Am I all right? Teach me. But we're doing it from the male's perspective, obviously. Uh, we, uh, can, we, uh, can't we can't come in a lot. Yeah. yeah, on behalf. One of, day, one day, if we, we bring someone someone on board. But um, uh, you know, you're saying what can we do to change this? But mm. that's the problem. We can't do anything. Like you as a teacher, you you can't do anything at all. Yeah, it's hard for me to teach something that I don't even ah that, I even that's learned yet. Besides that, but yeah, <laughs> that's that's also another thing. Yeah, but it's also a sensitive topic, man, because um, it's just so taboo. And on top of that, it's just a sensitive topic because um, if you say something, people can always take it in the wrong way, but it's such a normal thing, like it happens, like you shouldn't shy away from it. Yeah. You shouldn't shy away from asking your friends, you know, about these kind of situations or problems or scenarios that you're going through. 
Um, and it's also fear out of judgment too. Uh, guaranteed. Yeah, fear, like, judged. Like, do I think like this? Does everybody else think like this? Are you like the sicko? Or is yeah, am I yeah, yeah. like that? Is there something yeah. wrong with me? You don't want to be the dirty one. Of course. Of, of course. course. Yes. Yeah. You want to be the pious one. <laughs> the pious young lad. Yes. No, but there was um, a research that was taking a look. The biggest fear that people from cult, similar cultural backgrounds <laughs> to, to us and most of our viewers have, um, especially from teachers, is the actual fear of being lynched for approaching these topics mm. and i can see it in with us like when you when you eventually become a teacher as well and you know when i'm a teacher right now it's in class when you do you feel weird sometimes saying the word sex yeah you know yeah, we're, we're learning about reproductive systems i feel weird about saying testes and i feel weird about saying pain so you know there's always someone that's gonna laugh and you're like here we go yeah here we go that, let's go bring you're, you're afraid you know especially for online learning i'm afraid and conscience that a lot of them are in the room with their parents mm. and you get so afraid that, wow, like if their parents were, were to hear one of these words, they're going to yeah, be like, especially online teaching. Yeah. They're oh, going to be like, yeah. who, who is this guy teaching, you know, my son or my daughter about this? Well, it's like, you don't teach them. Yeah. Someone's got to someone's someone's step up, man. But no one's stepping up. Um, no one is stepping up. Now, <laughs> what would you, I guess, create as content? Like what, what are the necessities out there that people need to learn? Everything, bro. Everything. You need to learn the ins and outs of, when I say everything though, I think this comes back down to the argument that we're having when we're talking about drugs. It's if you give the drug talk, are you, and I think there's a fear that so many people have, if you give the drug talk, are you promoting you know, it? Promoting it? Nah, definitely not. But that's the thing, a lot of people see it as promotion. That's like, mm, yeah, all right. There was like a, a article over here um, by a, a, what can I call him? He was a religious leader himself, like he was a chef. And he was actually giving talks about sexual health. And he was ostracized for it himself. And like, mind you, this guy is a leader, technically meant to be a religious leader. But when it goes against, you know, the norms culturally, then people turn around and be like, who are you to be commenting on this? And, you know, that's what, I think that's the biggest issue when it comes to people of our, of our similar backgrounds is the fact that for us, this is still... A massive taboo subject. All right, let me ask you this, and I'll try to phrase it for the people that are out there. If you ever search about something, all right, whether it's um, like sexual health related or anything like that, do you delete your history afterwards, or are you proud enough to leave it on there for the next person to see? Now that you made me think of it, my recent tabs are all related to this, exactly. so maybe I should get rid of so it. So that's what I'm saying. Now someone that I can see all the tabs are open. I'm like, if, if someone was to go on your computer next and see that, I'm like, what, what is this guy going through? What is, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How can I explain it? Yeah. So uh, would you keep it? Because I know a lot of people, you know, out there, if they search something, oh man, definitely like a, a, a private browser, they'll delete their history. And some people just don't care. But those people that don't care, is it because to them, they see it as a norm and the other ones see it as taboo? Even if you're searching something like that's educational, I see, even this conversation right now, do you see this as a normal conversation for us to be having from the cultural you know, upbringing that we do have? Or do you think this is something going against our, our cultural you know, ideologies of a topic that could be discussed or should be discussed? Um, from, from our backgrounds, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. But I think it comes down to how comfortable you are with your family as well. Because most of it stems from out of fear if, if your family finds out or, yeah. or how your family would react to it. Yeah. If you're able to have the, that kind of mature adult talk with your family, then a cultural background has clearly developed 
over time for that. Can you say you've had this type of discussion with your family? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, see, it's the thing is, I don't... But it's a very casual discussion. It's more like they'll come up to you like, hey, you know what you're doing? And then you'll be like, I think so. And they're like, that's all we needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to know where you found it out from. <laughs> don't stuff it yeah. up. <laughs> that's all it is. Don't do the mistakes that we all know. Like, yeah. Let's not address the elephants in the room. Well, I know for... um, Like, I can say... And this, I guess for us, this is a bit of a weird topic to discuss, obviously, because there is a whole... Most of the people that listen to our podcast are from our, our similar culture backgrounds. That it's, it's just a, fa- a fact of the matter. And even for a lot of them, this might be con- considered to be something weird to speak openly about. And if you take a look over here at the related searches, like I've got a bar up over here of looking at uh, lack of sexual hygiene in cultures from the, the certain part of the world that we're all from. Hmm. And you know how um, it gives you related searches options? Man, there are some related searches over here that are things that you should know in grade six or grade seven <laughs> Tell about, about human anatomy. Come on. Can yeah. I? I don't, <laughs> you know I don't what? Say do, it. do we say it? Because this is what we got to break. We got to break the norm. Well, yeah, but you get... who cares, man? You know what? If we get taken down, we get taken down. <laughs> the cancel <laughs> culture. <laughs> cancel culture, man. Bring it on. I don't know, man. It's ridiculous. It's uh, it's it's a tough one. Like, look at this. Um, don't be shy. Oh, bro, I'm so shy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's asking like, can I kiss my wife in public? Can I, you know, how what? Basically, this goes. The second one goes back to what my fr- uh, my oh brother's my friend. Oh my god, asked, dude! The can first I, one is gold. Can go I kiss on. my wife in public? Yeah, yeah, gold. The second one, gold. This is really good. This is terrifying, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, but this is the issue. I can't even say talk about this. Um, can I kiss my partner in in their you know in their private regions? Um, I, and I refuse to go on from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, man. Um, the way I see it, the way I see it is we need to know, but we need to know from an educational standpoint. Okay. Where, where, At the end of the day, I can teach you whatever you want to know. Okay? If I if I teach you about how bikes work, yeah. Okay. I don't expect you to go out there and build a bike from scratch. Yeah. I just expect you to be safe while using your bike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same concept. But if see, your bike breaks down, you need to know how to fix it. You need to know how to clean it. You need to know how to maintain it. I think this is where our issue comes from. You know how you're saying we need the education. Mm-hmm. Where do you get the education for it? How would you approach a young kid mm. um, and deliver this content in a manner that's acceptable to their elders? I think you make it humorous, man. You make it humorous and relatable. So what we're trying to do here? Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on, and this is the hardest part, is if you forget about culture, that's all good as long as you're following it from your own religious background. Yeah. Okay? Whereas if you come from a place where it's more culturally based, all right, you have to look at it from a scientific standpoint, not a practicing standpoint. Brad, they won't even follow the science. Ah, look, man. Look at, like, female um, body genital mutilation, for example. Mm. That is... And that's like, that's culture. But the thing it's is, they thing, they yeah. say it's religious. And a lot of them say that there's scriptures out there because it's done in Mus- uh, majority Muslim and Christian countries in Africa. So, like, these are countries that are Abrahamic countries. And they all practice it still. And for them, you know, they're technically destroying the whole pleasure that comes for, for females in, in this aspect. And it's done and, by and, the women in, in, in the what? tribes. Yeah, you're right. And you know what? Additionally to that, you just remind me of something. I'm like, there are some cultures, for example, that when you get married, 
um, they require you live with the with the parents. Excuse me. Yeah, like there are like cultures. Um, oh, like you, I I live with the in laws. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not happening. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan. Um, you know, people from that kind of backgrounds, they, they require, like, they kind of prefer you to live with parents. Like if you're a newlywed yeah. and you're the son, yeah. you would live with the mum and dad and then your wife would live with you. Uh, in your, yeah, yeah. In no, the same I household. I can say that. Um, now, how are you meant to even address or go through a trial and error, everything that you do as, as with your partner? Yeah, how you meant to experience in secrecy, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. and and I think that's difficult as well. It, and because you don't talk about it, you have to resort to the internet. And what you see on the internet, man, dude it destroys them. Do you think there's like a direct <coughs> correlation between the fact that these certain parts of the world don't address these these taboo topics and the fact that these certain parts of the world also have high levels of like violence towards women and you know rape towards women as well because yeah. if you take a look at these parts of the world they i think it's like a lack of education or the lack of anything makes it so extreme in their eyes that they resort to extreme measures that's a good way of putting it it's but yeah it's, it's a good way of putting it man you know like a lot of them don't take contraceptives because they believe that it's against um like their, their culture they think oh, that can, it's a religious part but it's a yeah so they don't take any contraceptives like and then they like, the next ha- thing you know is family of eight and you're that, like, that explains that why a lot of them have a family of eight <laughs> <laughs> makes sense now uh i don't know man it's such a it's it is a whole taboo even talking about it now you feel weird about talking about the whole whole perspective and it's like how are you gonna even all right do you want to spice this episode up by saying situations or common situations and then i was just talking about our point of view on it about common situations hmm. have matt you want me to talk about like marriage oh, it or doesn't have to be marriage it could be anything like partners sure so i think the whole topic of partners as well and like i don't know if parents know this but your your sons and daughters have had partners have partners wow way to outs everyone man <laughs> but like, and i remember my dad was um my dad actually had a conversation with me one day that really because we never really talked about it growing up and then i remember one day i think i was 20 21 like this is peak you know peak latrobe days going out and everything and um my dad's like you know have are you seeing anyone mm. and you, because you've never had this conversation you never say it you're like, like how'd you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> one <laughs> no i was like you know you never say it so and he turned around and was like look it's like it's okay it's like i would find it weird if you weren't seeing or talking to people so it's like don't feel you know weird about saying it mm. or, or telling me but at the same time it's like no that's i still feel weird because i was brought up with the idea that it's weird to talk about i don't yeah. know if you were talking like, would you talk about it growing up um yeah yeah i would but i don't know man i i guess it's it's very different for me yeah um you know my parents are more i guess they're more western culture than they are towards egyptian culture oh, okay sense. yeah 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 like to them to them it's okay for me to you know if if i'm being if i'm being responsible and being serious you know i don't have restrictions upon meeting like girls and stuff like that um because they know the intentions get like they trusted that they've raised me well enough not to be irresponsible but to take it a bit more seriously like, you know how you go through the phase and everybody thinks that uh, oh, you, you're out there just to be with as many girls as you want and things like that? I think, I think it came 
from the other. It's like, hey, don't because that's cruel for the female. Yeah. And then that's cruel for males as well because you leave a bad image. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that makes sense. So and be responsible. And that was it. That's all I required. Yeah. Whether or not I followed. Yeah. That <laughs> that's another That's thing. a topic for another day. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but see, the thing is, do you believe that like a lot of these conservative parents or conservative parents don't trust their kids? Is, oh, that, is that where it comes oh, 100%. from? 100%. So they have no trust in their kids yeah, and absolutely. that's why they're so overbearing on, mm, on every mm, aspect mm, of mm. it. Because they think their kids are dumb. At the end of the day, like, I'm pretty sure your dad looked at you once and he's like, such an idiot. Me? <laughs> you know what Excuse I mean? Me? They look at you sometimes and they're like, you're so stupid. You have so much to learn and I don't have the patience to teach you. <laughs> that's pretty much it. So they're waiting for you and then they, and it just turns into a complete um, 180 and it's just full control rather than freedom. Hey, I think that's where the issue comes because I th- now I know for a lot of them, they have the fear of, you know, moving, because a lot of them migrants. So they came from a migrant country. They came down here and like, okay, I'm afraid of everything around me. Even until now, they're afraid of everything I'll around them. I'll call you them. a bluff. Talk to me. If you had a daughter. Oh, God. <laughs> if you had a daughter, how much freedom would you give her since you want to talk about? As much freedom as I was permitted from my parents. Really? Yeah. Because you have a lot of freedom. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Yeah. What do I got? What do I got? So you're saying you're, you're wait, how old are you? 21? Okay. Your daughter's 21. She's like, yo... I'm going to go out of the house for three days. I'm going to spend it somewhere. Maybe book an apartment. In why, why are you making my daughter sound so shady? <laughs> she sounds more like a drug dealer. <laughs> like, how me? Yeah, she's, she's gone to a beach house, lawn, with a couple of her mates. I'd <laughs> laugh at her. Like, I've heard this before. I've been this week. <laughs> see, do you sometimes, like, I can't wait to have kids and look at them and just wait to... I want to see the excuses that they come up with. Because I'm like, brother, I've it's been a, it's down gonna this It's going to be new gen, man. And that's what, that's what I mean. We give these excuses to our parents, but we're dumb enough to think it works. But they're like, haha, you ain't fooling nobody. So you think your parents know? Oh, 100%. Yeah? 100%. I wonder if my parents But I've got know. nothing to hide. I tell them everything. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, here's what I did. I'm an idiot. And they're like, all right, sweet. Yeah, I think now is different. But like when you're younger, I wouldn't be able to... Like, and when you're younger, you'd have to. I, you know, I purposely like exclude some truths. As an only child who was a male, I was allowed to do a lot, like a lot. Mm. I, was, I could go out whenever. I don't. I didn't have a curfew. See, uh, my one, my problem is I used to get compared to my other siblings. That's the thing. Yeah. My older yeah, brother. Had it yeah, my older yeah. brother was an introvert. When he was younger, he was an extrovert. When he became older, he was an introvert. So I'll be like, I'm going out, and they'd be like. You, your brother's not okay. I'll I'll throw I'll throw a pitch ball at you, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'll do what I do with my parents. Like as long as I'm out, no matter how late it is, okay. If they text or call, I'll immediately answer. Yeah. Or I'll leave a check-in message if I know they're sleeping. Yeah. All right. It could be four a.m. in the morning. Yeah. As long as the message is there, I'm all sweet. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna spin it, and your kids did that. Oh, <sighs> would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> It's so much easier Checkmate Because <laughs> this is what Everybody's going through man We went through this Okay Now are we oh, gonna man. be different Are we gonna be The better parents And Ooh, adopt Better is a Is a strong word to better, use Better but What I mean by better Is in your Your point of views On On all this Education Yeah Right Yeah If your kid had the access To that education Would you then give them The freedom Yes Okay, cool, man. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. As long as they have the education, they get their freedom. Because look at it. You know what I think a lot... Of, like, take a look, for example, when you think about 
a a a typical drug dealer from from Melbourne, Sydney. Why is the first person that comes to my mind a Lebo? What is it with you and drug dealers? No, I'm just giving this an example, <laughs> but like think about it this way. Why is the first person that comes to my mind is like a Lebo or like a deadbeat Aussie? That, that's the first person that comes to my mind. Fair enough. Why is it I never like a, a rich, poshy, well-educated person? Because you never person. see a rich, poshy guy with just a, an alcohol bottle or, or in like the middle of the street at 4am. I mean, a drug deal. These guys make bank. They're not exactly the ones who sit on the, you know, the alcohol over in the middle of the road. Why you never see them? No, I'm saying why is that you know, you'd never think about it being like a educated, poshy person? Because that's all you see on social media. If I go on TikTok, there's like four memes about drug dealers wearing bum bags. There some, must be something true about it, the memes. It, it's hard. It's hard. And it's got 3.6 million likes. So 3.6 million people agree Agree. <laughs> yeah, that that's the stereotype. Yeah. And um, I'm do baffled you, Do you that. think it's a false stereotype? Um, definitely not. So that, I think that comes back down to it. So he's saying, would there be like a correlation to the fact that if I was to educate my kids as much as I possibly can... The possibility of them ending up being something that you know, something doing something that I don't agree upon, such as hey, for example, dealing is going to be reduced. That's really up to your kids, man. If they want to make some bank, I mean, <laughs> no, I get what you mean, man. Yeah, but I get what you mean. I think because I can't say it comes from a cultural perspective because their culture isn't, you know, it doesn't condone that. Mm. So it has to come from something else, you know. Is a and if you take a look at. But maybe culture does have something to do with it. Really? It's so common overseas. To consume or distribute? I'd say both, man. Like, oh, I, see, I haven't been to Arab countries. I don't know like how it is. You have to understand their, 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 regula- their laws, their regulations are very like, on and off. I, I don't even want to say sketchy. I want to say on and off because it's not very strict. Okay. As strict as it is here. Okay. Okay. Even though, we're, you know, we're very blessed to have... Such a, a, a shifty... Thanks, Dan Andrews. ...justice system. Um, but it's very lenient. Okay, so a lot of people, they're like, I don't want to risk it. Whereas over there, even if you get caught, there's ways of getting out. And that's just like common for them. I've heard of the whole payment you can pay your way out if you've got enough money, but I don't know how true that is. I don't know how true it is either, but I'm just saying maybe that stems from that, them knowing stories of people that their parents may know, their family may know, and of things that happen to them, that's just become a norm. But that's that's off topic to what we're talking oh, about. Oh, so sorry, because I just had another thing came to, come to my Hit mind. Me. Do you remember, have you watched that um, uh, Hublos, or the Mike, something Hublos? He used to be, he's a religious leader. He oh, yeah, 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 the one that yells at everyone. That one that yells yeah, at yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like I have to put my volume down yeah, until it's yeah. silent so I can hear him. Yeah, yeah. on mute, you'll be able to understand. <laughs> he causes so much vibration, like his beard starts vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember he was having a talk and he was ta- he was talking about um, the whole, obviously the, the drug issue in, in Sydney, because he's from Sydney. And he was mentioning the fact that guys that would be at the front rows of prayers were the same people and like used to wear like the thobes and used to have the long beards. Well, the same people that used to be, you know, a mid-level distributor. Hmm. And they used to do their business handlings, like, down the road. Yeah, but... And I, when you approached them, they used to be like, don't don't mix religion with business, brother. Like, yeah. that was the response they gave to him when he approached them on the topic. Wow, but think about it from, from their perspective as well. Um, it's not just about, you know, the drugs or whatever it may be. It may also be the fact that it's just an income. Like it's a it's a quick way to make income. I guess the uh, I yeah look, it's a very quick way to make income. 
look, but I'm, I, you have to be, you have to look at it this way though. And I, if I'm not the guy who's the top dogs, how am I ever going to, obviously they see like, you know, the Tony Montana's and whatnot. And they're like, I'm going to be that. That's going to be me. I'm going to make that much money. Do they not realize that that's like the big guys that will, you know, the untouchables and you'll never get to that level. So mm. it's like w- making an extra th- few thousand. And you know what, man? This has been such a serious episode, by the way. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't apologize. I love it. It's just when I thought you would pick a topic. I, know, I thought we'd talk about like video games or like cheese or something. We could talk about anime. I never expected um, <laughs> I never, a cryptocurrency for all I would have cared. Buy it. Buy I XRP. never expected this. This is awesome. No. Buy XRP. Yeah, it's booming. It's booming. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah like, I didn't expect this because a cheese episode, an episode just talking about cheese right, would have been legendary. Have you watched How I Met Your Mother recently? Is this no, no, not at all. But I was thinking we should make an episode where we just um, talk about cheese. No dad jokes. Ah, uh, dad jokes. Yeah, hell yeah, we should make an episode about yeah, dad yeah, jokes. Yeah. But we got to do like a no laughing challenge. Dad all right, jokes. done. Yeah, yeah. That's, gotta, we should see, record that, that one. See, why didn't we do that? Because someone's got to go to work. That is true. That is true. Yeah, that is yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so what but, else you had? That's it. Those those were the topics you had. It was around that that schmear of topics. I don't know. I did even I didn't have time to prepare for this. Man, I'm working. Didn't you have something about, um, uh, what is it, fat shaming or something? Oh, the fat acceptance movement. Fat acceptance. Yeah, because... Isn't that something that's been on your mind? It has been on my mind. Because, yeah. you know, we've been going, I've been going down a, a dark, dark rabbit, rabbit hole, hole on YouTube lockdown. videos. Mm. And I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. And the fat acceptance movement is is one that um that has been popping up a lot. And I've got Binge. I don't know if... Have you watched My 600 um, Pound Life on Binge? No. Anyways, it's like a whole show. No, I've been working. Oh, That's okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> On my lunch breaks, I've been just binging these uh, these shows. So the whole show premise is about like these guys who weigh like three, four hundred kilos, and they're about to die, and their one last chance is to get like gastric bypass surgery, so that they remove like a whole part of their stomach and all this jargon. But before they can do it, they've got to lose weight, mm. a ton of weight. And then I started watching that and I moved on to watching these two sisters that combined together to make uh, a ridiculous feat. Like they were huge as well. And one of them apparently recently died because she couldn't lose the weight in time and she just, just died from it. And a lot of people from that show have died as well. Then I went on to YouTube and I started taking a look at um, these, the, the fat acceptance movement. Um, and dude, like it's becoming, I understand that people are having like body dysmorphia, even problems, and it's a growing issue. Mm. And, you know, I can totally get that. It happens on the other end of the scale as well with people who take substances just to, you know, you can never get big enough type of approach. The guys who go gym, the girls who train. Um, but the fat shame, uh, fat body acceptance movement um, is a whole around the premise of, the, it's called, I think it was called like beauty at every size, saying that hey, you shouldn't talk down upon anyone um, depending on their size and you shouldn't uh, make mention and you shouldn't like discriminate at all. And, you know, any mention or any inclination to even suggesting them that, you know, what you're doing is self-harm to a certain degree or harmful to you mm. is not acceptable. Okay. So there was that, for example, there was a girl who was suing Subway. I don't know if that court case is done or not, but she's suing them because one of the requirements for Subway, sorry, Boost, Boost, I shouldn't say boost. Subway. Yeah. I think we spoke about I think we did, yeah. One of the requirements was that you have to fit into a size medium shirt. <laughs> yeah. Can you accept that as a requirement for Boost? Um. I mean, I can fit into a size medium shirt. You're a schmedium, aren't you? Yeah, you're. I'm you're small. F- yeah, but I'm um, just saying. Like, would you say that that's actually something that they should allow to do, or the fact that they don't allow it is, you know, fat shaming to a degree, or you know? Okay, I'll I'll, I'll look at it from 
from a the business perspective. Yes. Okay. I'm advertising healthy drinks. Yes. Even though they're not. Yes. But I'm advertising them as healthy. Yes. You know, I've got the protein section. I've got the all juicy, you know, fresh juice kind of promo. Is it is it hurtful? Absolutely. Okay. But do I want it to be a brand? Yeah. Make it look like a brand? Yeah. That's like saying take weight out of it. If you're a business owner that hires only females and you're discriminating against men, would you be hurt as a male? Sounds, sounds like every male store I've been into, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how would you do it? It's the same thing. It doesn't, like, I, if, it's a, if I want a security guard and I want him to be a certain height, okay? Does that mean <laughs> Why I'm did dis- you have to go for the height? Does that mean I'm discriminating against the ones that are uh, short? I can't get cut because I'm like, fair enough, man. If you need a big security guard, you need a big security guard. If you need a small employee, you need a small employee. So do you th- think ha- that falls under the same perspective? What's, what's your perception of the whole fat um, acceptance movement? I don't, I think you should be proud. And I, sh- I, I think there's beauty wherever In every you think. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you should belittle yourself because you're overweight. Yeah. What I'm saying is you can't tell me that's good for you. Well, that's the, that's the thing, though. That's where it comes you into know. play. Because obviously, like, I've never been someone who's who I can consider to be small or on the small end of the scale. It's it's always been a problem when I was growing up as well. And even, like, till now. Like, last year, I gained a stupid amount of weight during lockdown. Here's what fat acceptance leads to. If you post up a story, okay, and you've got, like, a, a Macca's family feel, a family meal, right? Yeah. And you caption it, fat life. Yeah. yeah, the fat life. Everyone does that, right? Yeah. Now, if you're saying fat acceptance, then people that are overweight can then take offense to that. This is what it leads to. Well, that's it's like, like how dare you label that to be such a fat meal? Well, that's the thing. That's where it comes down to play. And that's like, a, I think we don't see a lot over here, but in America, it's huge. Yeah. Which is what, like, it all started with the whole, we need to get more um, realistic women as models. And I agree, like the models that they used to have in the past were unrealistic. Um, yeah, ideals. absolutely. And the thing Make is, it. men, as men, yeah, have you watched that show, the one where the um, Tara Banks, next supermodel or whatever it is they want to call it? Mm. I think it was like Tara Banks, she used to be like this world renowned model, and she has a, had a show where women would come and compete to become a supermodel. And they used to get like a contract and everything. And I remember looking at the show, and I know they say, oh, supermodels are what, you know, men's idealistic uh, standards are of beautiful women. I can say as a man, I did not find any single one of them slightly appealing. Mm. That's because there was, I don't know where this whole idea is of a, of a girl needs to be so small or so skinny. And same thing for a guy. Like, yeah, I'm going to compare it to guys here and I'm going to say, like how many of the new ads that you've seen, like <clears throat> whether it's underwear ads or whatnot, and it's like a full guy that has a dad bod. Oh, you don't see it at all. Uh, the actually, only one that I see is on like step one. Yeah, and it has like, they're coming up with it, even socks, even things like that. It's more realistic. It's not like even oh, I wouldn't say cologne. They still have like a, a random oh, come guy. On. Yeah, let's be serious. With a six pack. Come on, <laughs> but a at six the end of the day, is a minimum requirement. I don't, I don't look at the at the dad bod and relate to it and be like, good on him. I look at it and be like, damn man, I gotta hit the gym so I don't look like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I can't justify myself, but I can't justify myself. Like I think from a guy's perspective, when you're overweight. Um, yeah, sure, you feel insecure, you feel shy, but it, 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 you, you hit the point where you're like, all right, am I doing this for other people or do I genuinely want to do it for me? Yeah. And, um, and, and, and no guy, I think 
I think society is a lot easier on guys being a bit overweight than yeah. they are on females. But I've never seen a, a, a guy turn around and be like, I'm fat and I'm healthy. Nah. It, they'll they'll admit it and they'll even joke. Like, bro, I can't get up those stairs. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I think the whole... You know when you said dad bod as well? Mm. I Speaking to like a few girlmates of ours, their idea of a dad bod isn't what a dad bod is though. Their yeah. idea of a dad bod is a guy who's actually pretty built. Yeah, they're huge. But has a gut. Yeah, has like that bit of a. Bit they're of like a pot. we don't really care about the abs, but he's got to have. He can't have man boobs. Yeah, he's got to have shoulders and obviously biceps. Yeah. So you're saying you want a a, a bodybuilder that's bulking? Is yeah, you yeah. Don't <laughs> that's, you don't that's a dad bod for a lot of them, and I don't think they understand the term dad bod. Normally means like they got noodle arms, and Turkish people have this problem a lot. They got like noodle arms and noodle, and then they got a gut out of nowhere. They can yeah. be skinny all around and a gut. But they don't care, man. You know what? In 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 culture wise, it's like the bigger the gut. The, the wealthier you are. Well, there are cultures out there, uh, mm. I think like Tongan cultures, where even for women, the bigger the female is, the more beautiful that she's perceived. And from a cultural perspective, that's fair enough. That's a cultural idea. Mm. But the whole one thing that really got me watching these um, videos and I've uh, started to do some, some research into the whole fat acceptance movement, especially there was a lady who gave a TED talk about it. Um, she herself is a large girl, a larger lady, sorry, and she was on Q&A in Australia. And she was just saying like, and you could see with the Q&A where she was talking to a girl who got a gastric bypass um, and the girl lost a lot of weight, a young girl. And she turned around to a young girl and she's like, do you um, regret your decision? Like, do you have any problems? Any yada yada? And then the girl turned around to her and the girl asked her the same question. Like, do you have any problems? And the woman straight away came up and she's like, wow, I feel like I have to justify my existence to everyone in this room for just being fat. And like, you asked her the exact same question. She's just asking it back to you. It's like, yeah, but why does it feel like I'm being attacked? For this question being asked, it's like, how is there a double standard to this whole approach? It's now? just a snowflake society, man. If they can't handle, um, I guess the criticism, it turns it turns to no, your opinion is wrong. I'm allowed to do what you want, and by all means, go for it. Do whatever you want. Okay, you want to convince me that you're confident, you're proud of yourself. I am applauding you. Yeah, but you want to convince me that that's a, a healthy lifestyle, and you encourage more people to do that. Yeah. That's where I got to draw the line. I think that's the issue that people find with this as well. It's like, like veganism, man. Oh. Hey, I'm all for it. Go for it. I believe in your cause. Just I really don't. do. <laughs> Just. Okay? Just don't go snatching the meat off my plate <laughs> telling me I'm doing this for the best. Hey, it's for your better health. Cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fat acceptance. I'm going to eat this steak and I'm accepted. I think that's the issue, though. It's, you know, we really need to understand the difference between, yes, be comfortable in your body. Like I've never been small, a small person, but I'm actually comfortable in my body. It is what it is. And I'm happy with the way. It, and I feel like I have the self-esteem. And so do so many other people that are like even a lot bigger on the scales. Obviously, that's the whole mental perception of things. But there's no way in hell I could have turned around and be like when I was at my heaviest. Like I used to be 115 at my heaviest. So I can turn around and be like, yeah, what I was doing was healthy. It wasn't healthy. Every aspect of my life was, you know, deteriorating. Yeah. But should that stop you from going absolutely topless on the beach? Absolutely not. Oh, no, go you're, not. I you're entitled to, to it. Nah. Go for it. Uh, we still we still got five minutes. That's all right. We yeah, can, we're good for it. We're good for it. Yeah, hey, sorry, his timer just went <laughs> off. He's got to get, get ready for work now. No, what I wanted to say is, yeah, go for it, man. You want to rep that bikini, rep that bikini. Yeah, yeah even yeah, for, you, for the men's out there. You want to be a model? Sure, if there's, if there's a target audience for that, go for it. Okay, but don't go coming back to me and be like, this is sexy. For you, maybe. 
Like, yeah, look, beauty is an eye to beholder. For some people, it is genuinely attractive. But there's, a, I think, there's a difference between preference and health. Exactly. Because that's, a that, lot of them. Thank you. A lot a of them are doing me. the extremes now to achieve. Like the hourglass figure now is a thing. So thickness is is a thing now. So so many people are actually going through and they're going and doing very unhealthy, life-threatening, you know, methods to achieve this this figure. Like they've got those core sets that crush your your, your organs your together organs. and your intestines and so that's not yeah, healthy man. for and you. Even everybody doing doing that surgery, you know, just to remove the stomach fat, the BBLs, yeah, all that. Like, I don't think that's the right way of doing it because unless you genuinely feel like you can't do it any other way, yeah, okay, sure, you want to take a shortcut, take a shortcut, but you shouldn't have to to fit within society. I think for the men it happens as well. Look at our, like even half of our mates. Even everyone at one point was abusing a substance to a certain degree because obviously the whole approach of you know you want to get to that size or that figure as quickly as possible. So you take whatever shortcuts you can. And now the whole body dysmorphia in men is is massive. There was a study that was saying I think it was like two out of three men at any given point have taken a performance enhancing yeah, drug. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll even yeah I'll even say a lot of our, our our friends even we've thought about it. Yeah, you know we think to ourselves okay we haven't been going gym for a year. Um, we wanna we wanna jump on on steroids or we wanna jump on um weight loss steroids and just to speed things up. We're like, why not? Everyone else is doing it. <laughs> Isn't that how Ziz died? Yeah, yeah, but he, yeah, that's, that's different. Was, hey, we're what? all going to make it. Man. I can't believe we didn't mention Ziz in last week's I podcast. Was, you know what? I was going <laughs> to mention him in yeah. this week's podcast. That's how I wanted to start it off. We can do an episode about the most iconic people who have influenced our generation. Yeah, hey, that's actually a really good topic. All right, done. Now you're thinking of all the ideas, huh? I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they'll know what's happening next week. Um, well, as always, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that subscribe if you enjoyed our content. Um, please stay tuned to our Instagram, follow it. We'll keep you updated with our latest episodes. Uh, support each other and don't be a bad buzz.